Pocket Express. KCAA, Loma Linda, 1050 AM, the station that leaves no listener behind. Welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, created and hosted by Scott Knudsen, to explore the crossroads of horses and business. Now here's your host, Scott Knudsen. Hello and welcome to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Scott Knudsen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you're watching our podcast on one of our many platforms or listening to us on the radio on KCAA, our NBC affiliate out in California, we want to thank you and thank you for supporting our show. Today, we have a very special guest, Dr. Michael Johnson's on the show. He has a PhD in psychology, but he never really took it seriously. He's a lifelong roper. He did take it seriously. He was a university professor. He's an author of 10 books. He's written over 200 magazine articles and given over 600 speeches. That's a bunch. His book, I want to show you, Healing Shine. A, a spiritual assignment right here. It, it, it's phenomenal. And thank you so much, Mike, for sending this to us. And, and he was a winner of the prestigious Western Writers Award, the, the Spur Award. And the Spur Award is something, I'll tell you what, you get judged by your company. And Larry McMurtry from Lonesome Dove won, won the award. Michael Blank of Dancing with Wolves won the award. And Dr. Michael Johnson won the award. So thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you, Scott. Oh, man. So I, I don't even know where to start. You've done so many great things. So just, I guess, tell us about your background. How did you get involved in the horse world? Well, my family made me do it. Uh, <laughs> my, my dad and uncles were calf ropers, steer wrestlers, uh, trained their own horses. They weren't mean men. Uh, they, they did not hit horses, but they had rules. And it's the same rules that we all grew up with. You know, we don't let the horse win. We show him who's boss. You don't ask, you tell, and uh, use whatever force is necessary. And that's, and I lapped it all up. I, I learned every single thing they had to offer. And uh, mm -hmm. that, that would be my problem later on. Right. Yes, sir. Well, you yeah. said at one time, how do you elicit high cooperation without using force? Yeah. Is that kind of where that came from? Yeah, yeah, that's where it came from. But it took so many years, I'm embarrassed that it took that long. <laughs> I mean, just, just think about it. I was 45 years old. I roped all my life, been around really good ropers. And then I met two men, and they were on the order of Hunt and Dorrance. They were not those people, but they were like them, who said words to me that I'd never heard. For example, if your horse is late coming out of the box to hit a steer, you need to pop him on the butt because he made you late. Or if he's ducking left, you get a stronger bit. Well, these two men said, maybe the reason he came out late was because you didn't cue him soon enough. Maybe the reason he's ducking left is that you've roped 500 steers and went left every time. And, and he's just anticipating what you want, trying to help you. Yeah. In other words, they said something I had never heard. We caused the difficulties, not the horse. Right. <laughs> that, that's a very hard thing to grasp. It's a hard truth, isn't it? Huh? It's a hard truth, isn't say? it? It's a hard truth. Oh. Well, it's really hard to admit because if you're an expert, it's hard for you to admit that you don't really know very much at all. Right. 
Yeah. But, but, but that's what helped me so much was to take responsibility for my horse's behavior, the good and the bad. Right. I love that, man. I love that so much. And, you know, they always are teaching every day. They teach you something new. And, and, uh, but I love what you said, you know, once, if you're good at something and you've been doing it that way for so long and all of a sudden you're like, maybe it's my fault. That's not working. That's a hard admit. <laughs> And then, and then the next thing we say is, nah, that couldn't be. Yeah, yeah. maybe the horse is late because you're a little slow coming out. No, that wouldn't be the problem. It's a little too deep of sand or something. You know, it's a sorry yeah. steer. It's not It's not me. Uh, yeah. Well, we sort of get in this trap. We, we all learned how to ride on Grandpa's farm on old Fluff, the old gray mare that would do anything we wanted. Sure. So we sort of grow up thinking, well, I'm not an expert, but I know a lot about it because <laughs> Fluff would do anything I wanted. We forget that Fluff had been ridden thousands of hours and she yeah. wasn't going to hurt a kid. Our grandparents wouldn't have put her own, our, us on Fluff. And uh, we just kind of start thinking we, we know quite a bit about it. <laughs> and, then, and then a horse comes along, like in my case, and taught me, well, nobody told him how smart I was. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. they'll humble you quick if they if you let them. Um, so, so with your academic background, so you must have been a great student. Is that correct? Hardly, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, when I was eighteen, I had achieved the rank of rodeo bum, and, and I wasn't a very good one either. <laughs> I had been to college, and I would get on the rodeo team roping and not go back to class because I had to practice and using that strategy I was able to put together 13 F's and I think that's still a record somewhere I don't know <laughs> but I rodeoed a couple of years we won't even go into how bad that was and uh, realized that I wasn't going to eat every day if I didn't get back in school I taught my way back in uh, that took some doing brother and uh Something happened, something wonderful. Those professors got me, they reached me, they caused me to care and try. And, and that's, it was grace, you know, and I'm hardly, I'm not a preacher, I'm just a Methodist, but <laughs> it was just a, a kind of a miracle. I, I graduated with a bachelor's and master's and doctorate and uh, uh, next thing you know, I'm a school teacher. I'm a professor. And I had those kids on the front that made 104 on everything. You just get out of their way. They're going to be fine. And then I had those kids at the back that began to haunt me. Because every time I looked back there, all I could see was me. You know, they had ability. They could do well in school. And then it hit me. Well, how did they reach you? How did, they, how did they get you to care and try? And you know, I'm not telling you I won the Nobel Prize. I mean, I didn't go to jail. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's an accomplishment right there. Yeah. And so that really began to haunt me and, and would later become my life's work, my 24-7 passion. How is it that you reach people? How, how do you get the horse and the dog to do something for you? And how do you do it without course because you know you and i know people yes that can just hold you spellbound it looks magical 
they can get that animal to do whatever they want and they don't raise their hand to him they don't even raise their voice to him you know? right. it looks like there's this connection between their mind and so no i wasn't a good student oh man well so when you're reaching the students on the back row was it a lot like training a horse did you just kind of when you took your step back when you were roping and you got that aha moment was it kind of like that when you were teaching well, it, it, again, it took me so many years to see it, but uh, how did they get me? They got me to love them. That's good. That's, how they got That's good. And I, I was going to say this at the end, but I'll say it now again. I, I'm not a preacher, uh, but I love what Paul said about faith, hope, and love, and love being the greatest of these. I just wish he had written in the margin for me. Michael, it's also the best way to get your horse to rope for you. The dog to pin steers. And it's the best way to get those kids at the back of the room. I love it. And it doesn't mean you let the horse go back to the barn or the dog go to the pool. As a matter of fact, the people that help us so much probably work us harder than anybody else. Absolutely. But we know why they're doing it because they think we can do something. Right. And all we need is one that thinks that about it. Absolutely. The horse is no different. The dog's no different. Right. Right. I, I love that. And, and, and you're right. You know, when you, you show them a certain way and you expect a little bit more, that horse will try his best to give it to you. If you give him the room, give him a little reins. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Right. And, and if you say, good, that's good. That's what I wanted, which I, I didn't do. And it's so obvious. I know how obvious this is, but my uh, you got a new Australian shepherd here. When I say get in a truck, and he does, I, I would get under the wheel and drive off. I should have said, that's a good dog. Yeah, and absolutely. Like good. <laughs> well, when my horse stands still in the box, I should pet him and say, there you go. It doesn't take much. Yeah, but that way, cool. you let them know what you want in a positive fashion. Yeah. Instead of... Me, I fussed at them before. That, that didn't work very well. <laughs> Why would they want to do anything, you know? And that's just, uh, you, you get in a hurry, and it's hard to slow down enough to appreciate what they do. And, heck, everybody's done it, you know? And Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And, and it hit me one day, Scott. I couldn't stand bosses that treated me that way. Mm -hmm. I understand. You know, if they were kind to me, I'd do anything in the world for them. I understand. That's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. I think most people are like that, don't you? I mean, you know. Well, I, I think the people that get us to look at a different way, we'll call them mentors. Okay. Uh, they, 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 they don't ever tell us we can do something we can't do. They don't lie. They don't spread false hope. But they are masters at showing us that we can do things we didn't know we could do. Love it. And Again, they care about us and bestow that love not deserved. And when somebody does that to you, you feel an obligation not to let them down. And, and I think when you, well, I lived it with Shine. Uh, you know, we worked with him a year and all my friends that wrote really superior, they, they really could rope. All their solutions were more force. You know, don't let him get by with anything. Rope more steers, rope him 10 miles a day, get a stronger bit. And what we didn't see was it never helped. 
Mm -hmm. I got one of those strong-wheeled horses like Hunt did with Honda. And uh, I, I, I lost all my friends. They all told me, you know, you need to get rid of that horse. I finally came to my senses. I got rid of all those friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, knew, I knew there was something special about him. And I, I just wouldn't give up on him. And what saved my life was men and women further down the path than me. Right. Absolutely. Helped me. I, I think it's so cool. You saw that in your horse. And then you gave your horse that room to be better. That's that's special. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know who did it, but somebody, I, I always say, I don't know if it was uh, Jesus or an angel working half day and easing into retirement or a departed <laughs> ancestor. But I saw this horse in stall in Louisiana. It wasn't the prettiest thing I've ever seen. And something in here said, he's the one. And I asked the man, how much is he? And he said, you don't want him, Michael. He, he's uh, uh, abused at two. No one's touched him for three years. He tried to kill his trainer. We were all very disappointed that he didn't get the job done because we hated that guy. We were for the horse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all the money was on the horse, huh? Yeah. And then I bought him anyway, because I, I knew. I, I wish I was that certain in life about everything. Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, you know, I, I'm not an LSD hippie. I'm a cowboy. I, I don't talk about energy and stuff like that. But it was a spiritual thing. I just knew he had it. And. I ended up losing every friend I had. Of course, they weren't my friends at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Uh, and then we didn't know what to do after a year, but we knew we weren't going to use force anymore. And uh, we put the horse in the box with a steer, and if he got nervous, my buddy Kenneth Colson from Oklahoma would say, walk him out. Don't make him stay in there if he's afraid. Well, all our ex-friends are over there saying, oh, that horse is conning y'all. He's getting out of work. You know, y'all are ruining him. We just kept doing that. He'd walk halfway down the arena, then a quarter. And one day he walked out about five or six feet. Now, this is going to get me. And he stopped and he looked around. And he walked back in there. And he just stood there like, okay, I can do it now. And Kenneth and I knew that horse appreciated us letting him get used to that. And that's when the light started coming in. We kept doing that. We, anything he was afraid of, like Hunt said, take him away from it. Don't make him be afraid. Yeah. And so that's what we kept doing. And he kept getting better. We got rid of little fast steers. We've got little jerseys that just trotted and lick you to death is all they could do. <laughs> it got better and better. And my wife would say one day when he leaves the box, you can't breathe. I said, why? She said, because he takes your breath away. And the ground where he runs is not disturbed because after all, he doesn't touch it much. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. I, I take no credit for his rehab except one thing. I always believed in him. That's everything. All we need is one person. That's it. 
Thank you. Any, any animal or any person, man, that's beautiful. I'm so glad you shared that because it's, it's, it's touched me too. And it's so true. You know, you see just that one horse standing in the stall by himself or that one person by himself. And it, it just takes someone like you. Uh, <laughs> hey, let me insert this. My friend, the mayor here years ago, he was asked in Commerce, Texas, Wyman Williams is his name. He was asked to be a mentor at the school. And he said, what do I have to do? And they said, well, come by and talk to a kid a little bit in the library once a week. He said, okay, but I only want the kid that everyone agrees is not going to graduate from high school. That's the kid I want. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. I, I love that. Because that kid needs it just like the straight A kids. Absolutely. Harder to give it to him because he might not be so likable, but he wants that love and Wyman's touched so many lives doing that. Kids come yeah. back and say, without you, I don't know. Okay, that's enough. But I love that, that. you know, I love that. It's so important. So. Scott will be right back with more. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Jump on something else that um, you're, you're so good at besides teaching and riding the horse. Books. So would you mind talking a little bit about your riding career, kind of how you started and what you're doing? Well, I, I started off, I've always written since I was a kid, which is an odd thing to, for a kid that makes bad grades. But... <laughs> I started writing columns and, uh, you know, I asked 50 people, 51, if, if they'd carry my column, they all said no, and I won't tell you how they said no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a guy named Bronk Fanning, that's a legendary roper, had a magazine at the time, and he let me start. And then I began to write uh, about my horses and uh, the first seven books I wrote were really kind of preparation. They were not about horses, but they were like a gift book for teachers. Uh, um, a book about how we help people. Another one about a little frog that's failing the third grade, but his grandpa, grandfrog, who was a frogologist, helped other frogs. 
he helped him and the, lo and behold that little frog is at tcu now where he's going to be a horn frog <laughs> so they were like that well but then this adventure happened with shine and i began to believe that i really did have a spiritual assignment to help this horse i think i did yeah. what i didn't know was he had one too to help me absolutely to help me meet all these fascinating people you being one of them thank you and live a life that I never dreamed that I was going to live, all because of my interaction with him. And uh, I still have him. Uh, I got him when he was five. He's 25 now. When he came to me, he was a frightened, angry child on the inside, and a majestic warrior on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had some difficulty. But it's a strong bond now. Mm-hmm. That, that's so 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 amazing to write that book and that it, it, it'd be real you know you're not just a fictional character this is a true character within your book and you know one thing i'll tell you i wrote started writing that book after most of this was over and he had really changed and it was not a book about a wise cowboy that saves a troubled equine soul it's a book about a fool that didn't know how to help his friend. And when I tried to write it, I wrote 1,500 words in a couple of weeks, and it was so dry that it would actually make you cough. You'd have to get up with water. I came back to the computer one night, and it said, the problem is you don't know what you're doing, like with me. Time. Okay, I wrote it, but I didn't write that. And the horses started talking. And I can't tell you how embarrassed I was about that. I didn't want that at all. But if I wouldn't let them talk, no words would appear on the screen. But if I let them talk, it'd be 300 pages before you knew what happened. And, uh, one main character is Blue, uh, a wonderful heart horse. I just lost him in 20 to call it. He... It, I didn't think of this. I really didn't. Shine's uh, angry. He talks like that all the time. And Blue has a speech impediment. He can't say ours. And he thinks he's the greatest thing in terms of a roping horse that the Lord ever made, which turned out to be pretty close to the truth. But anyway, <laughs> he says, I tell you what the problem is, Pop. I tell you what the problem is. With all horse books, the horse don't never get to say nothing. And if he does say anything, it's a deadlock cinch. Ain't nobody going to listen to him. <laughs> and, and I never saw this coming. Little kids like that. Yeah. I never dreamed that that would happen, but they did. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's it's just kind of odd. I, I don't know. So and so I, when you write your books or your, your articles, are you writing to a specific audience? But just like that with the kids catching on to it, are you just writing your story and then who finds it, finds it? Well, I go to a lot of conferences. I do keynotes at educational conferences and ag conferences. And the older I get, the more I just want to go to ag conferences. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I see what they're doing. And I'm real biased toward ag teachers. <laughs> Here's why. I, I, I taught for A&M at a branch in the graduate engineering department. The kids were brilliant. They were all four points. They could do anything with calculus, but they couldn't say good morning. 
<laughs> do this, you know. But you and I would have to look a long time to just go to the campus at Tarleton and walk around a while. Right. And we'd have to look all day to find a kid that couldn't charm you off your feet Absolutely. with authentic genuineness by meeting you, saying hello, not fawning, but they can make you fall in love with them with charm. Absolutely. And here, here at A&M Commerce, it's just incredible. Ag kids know how to act. Right. And the more I do this, the more I want to talk to parents and ag teachers and tell them, you know, bless you for what you're doing. Thank you. Somebody right. needs to tell them that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I feel, I feel so the same way. It's just a special kind of deal, you know, and and, and you cherish it when you come across someone like that. Being on the oh, campus when it's full of them, you know, it's great. Absolutely. absolutely. So that's where I sell my books. And I, now I, I write my columns mostly for me. And I put them on Facebook and my website and friends. And uh, I have a lot of friends that do that. And I, I, I love it. I, I can't stop doing it. I'm uh, I'm Mr. Bojangles, you know. If you buy me a drink, I'll do a dance for you or tell you a story. <laughs> you know, I just can't stop. Uh, That's good. I don't think you should. You're good at it, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's a, uh, a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you yeah. could do anything else with horses that maybe you haven't done yet, what would you do? I would, I would really like to go back and... Uh, redo some things okay you know? like uh, and i we don't have a long enough show to tell you how many <laughs> but, but but correct regrets and sins i call them like that man don't buy this horse he's been abused well buy him anyway yeah. i take him home and what do i do i saddle him up and get in the arena put some steers in there he'd never been in an arena he'd never seen steers <laughs> if you'd have been there you'd have said michael let's don't do this uh this is mean. And I said, what do you mean mean? It's 82 degrees. He's, there's a cover on the head and heel box. There's a fan on him. I'm just seeing where he is, what he needs. But, but, but if I put my nine-year-old granddaughter on that horse and turn a steer out for her, people would call 911 and never speak to me again and say, <laughs> we got a lunatic out here. So <laughs> if you terrify a living creature, it's the same sin. That's what I wish I could do. Is, is mm -hmm. What should I have done? I should have put him in the rodeo arena with roping arena with nothing on him and gone to the feed store and bought 10 gallons of paint and came back and painted my fences in my roping pen and let him come over to me first. There you go. That's awesome. <laughs> and, and, and tell him my name. And, and I know how silly it sounds, but to say to him, I'm not like that guy that beat you. I'm not right. like that. And right. I just keep saying that till I convince him that he could come over to me and I would just pet him. I love that. You know, everything in the whole day was comfortable except for the horse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, the 460s used to send their horses they couldn't reach to a woman in Wichita Falls. Of course, I had to go interview her. Of course. And I said, uh, what do you do with them? And she said, well, I put them in the round pen. And I go in there with them. I said, okay, what do you do when you get in there? 
She said, I just told you. I go in there with them. I love it. I didn't get that, but I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. She said, I could tell you one of the problems with Shine. You never told him your name. And see, 20 years ago, when we hear that, we think it's silly. But right. what she said was, like Bronk Fanning says, I'm not going to ask a horse to do anything if he's afraid. I'm going to pet him until he's not afraid. And some people think that takes 15 minutes, but it might take months. And that's the truth. I know people that work with horses two or three years and they change. Yeah. And it was two years with shine, you know, and, but, but we, we have to make those mistakes or we can't get any better. Right. Right. We can sure regret them, you know, but Hey, if you don't know, but once you do it, like you did it now, now it won't happen, you know, and you get to tell everyone through your books and it saves a lot of horses, a lot of time and a lot of frustration. Yeah. We, we think we're alone. We, we, there's nowhere to turn, but everybody, if you're in the horse world long enough, you're going to get one that's kind of disturbed. Right. And, Absolutely. And, and, and then you're going to be disturbed <laughs> and you're not going to get well till that horse gets well. And I have this little Zen phrase that doesn't make any sense. The trick is you got to get well first. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's the truth, though. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. You well then you can help him. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, but here's something else I hate. You know, those friends of mine, we worked for a year and a half, and they said, when you do everything you know how to do, then that means if the horse didn't respond, he's not a good one. You need to get rid of it. And, and, so, so many people I know now, of course, go through five or six owners and some woman can change him. You know, he doesn't buck with her. He doesn't bite her. He doesn't kick her. Why not? She got him just like they got me. Absolutely. I, I, I misbehaved and they got me to stop on my own. Right. I, I love how it happened to you in, in, in life. Then you flipped it and did it on the kids and the horse and life. And, yeah. and that's, you know, I think some people miss it and you did and you did it, you know, you did it through, you passed it on, which is, which is I good. I just wish I had done it sooner. Right, right. And I wish I had, and I still wish that I could do it better. Well, yeah, I understand that for sure, you know, but there's, there, you know, we're so blessed in, in our audience, the Cowboy Entrepreneur audience that, we have all dynamics, you know, experienced horse people to, to rookies, to novice, to not even owning a horse and, and, and going to school. So we have youth, we have everything. It's a really great group of people. And they hear your story and it instantly will change them if they let it. That's what I like. You know, I, like so. it, I love it. it. It's the greatest blessing to get to do what you love to earn your daily bread. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Scott will be right back with more. For more information on Scott Knudsen, the Cowboy Entrepreneur, visit us online at cowboyentrepreneur.com. Hi, I'm Scott Knudsen, host of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. Heard on KCAA, Fridays, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to talk to you about something I'm very passionate about. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. 
Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. So how do you spend your days now? Well, I'll tell you, Scott, I sit on the porch a lot. And I look out there at those horses, and I think about the times we won while conveniently forgetting all the many more times we didn't win anything. And just concentrating on the victories, I can allow myself to become, in my own mind, a much better cowboy than I ever was in real life. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so when you're sitting on your porch looking at your horses, I mean, when you look at them, what are you thinking? I need to do something with that horse. I needed to go ride this horse. Or are you just looking at them majestically? Or both? I, I just know the thing called love. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I'll be in the office working and, and the horse will walk by the window. And I forget completely what I'm doing. I'll look up and I, I'll watch them till they pass the pain. I just, you know, and I, I just love it, you know, and, and uh, I understand. Yeah, there's something else in my life that uh, equine assisted therapy, you know, not, not really accepted, but uh, I, I've been interviewing places where PTSD, you know, battle fatigue, uh, mm -hmm. You see that in the journal, it'll say not uh, not amenable to treatment or resistant to treatment. And, and if you look for recovery, you're going to be disappointed. But some places that do equine assisted therapy, like the Remount Foundation in Colorado, they don't know that. <laughs> and the things they do for those veterans whose lives are shattered, you just have to hold up your hand when you're hearing the stories and say, stop, stop. I can't stand any more joy. <laughs> the horse does something for those people. Yeah, absolutely. It does something that we can't get. It's hard to get anywhere else. Yeah, it's, it, it's a deep touch, you know. It, it's a real deep touch, that connection. And it just brings them out. It pulls them out. You know, I was talking to right. someone, they're used Sir? I was just going to say, like, an autistic child about five, six, set him on this horse. His parents were standing there, and they said, this is Charlie. And the little kid says, Charlie. 
and the parents just fall apart. It's the first word the kid ever said. And he's five or six years old. Oh my goodness. What is that? I don't know, but I sure do like to see it. I do too. I do too. I do it, too. I think it's so cool how I know, and I'm glad, like you said, they're not reading the press scripts, but I see them helping people all the time, the horses. And they help them, you know, the military and autistics and just people that yeah. need help. And you see yeah. that and you're like, that's that's real. Yeah, that is the truth. It just uh, makes your hair stand up. And it does. Working dogs do the same thing. and Cutting horses do the same thing. You know, Ooh. you just think, why would that animal do that for us? Yeah. The, 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 the Xenophon, the Greek trainer 3,000 years ago, uh, the king assigned him the task of creating the war horse. Well, he knew that was going to be kind of difficult because horses don't like spears and banners and loud noises. But he writes, you can create the war horse. He, he will leap on the spears for you. All you have to do is get him to love you. So amazing. That's the truth. Okay, I don't usually talk like this, but I you hit my hot button. How's that? Hey, man, I love it. I, I love it. I, I have the passion, too, and I think a lot of our listeners do. I know they do. So I appreciate it yeah. for sure. So so and, what? Uh, go ahead. No, sir, I was going to ask you. Uh, I was going to say the other thing that helped me so much, those two men and, and my wife, uh, she was a coach for a long time. And in over 20 years, they never – talked to me once about delivery of the loop. Never, never brought it up. All they ever talked to me about was what was going on in here and what was going on between my horse's ears. That, that's all. How do you handle defeat? You know, how do you handle a miss? What do you do when things don't go right? If you're in the short go, what are you thinking about before your run? Stuff like that. That's all they ever talked about. And they brought my catch rate from about 65% to 90 by telling me to slow down. Love it. <laughs> you know, I said, aren't we supposed to rope the steer as fast as we can? And Kenneth and Bronk would always say, yes, but, but change the inflection. You rope the steer as fast as we can. Love it. I love it. And that way you start catching steers. And if you catch a lot of steers, the healer can make up time for you. And boy, you know, if you're 40 on 10, uh, on, on four, everybody will say, oh, these kids today, they're a lot faster than that. You can't, that won't win anything. It will too. That consistency will get you on it. Yeah, to slow down, especially in the short go, it's just really strange. It really... <laughs> But now, I, I rarely ever beat anybody, but I would place because other people messed up trying to be fast, you know, trying and to be fast, be mediocre. And but it's four clean. That's that's a big deal. That's a tough that's deal. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So what advice would you give the listeners or the people watching our show? Um, you know, as far as besides slowing down for the team ropers. Um, yeah. You know, for just anybody in general, what advice? Because you've done so much at a high level and, and, and people just want to know how to do it. Okay. I think the answer is 
mentors. And Love it. when we get in trouble with the horse, we have a difficulty. We ask people, who can help me with my horse? And the first thing they'll say is the character that's going to be in our play. Oh, Bronco Bill, get him. He, he'll straighten him out, you know. And we only check that one person. And we take our horse to him. He's old school. He just punishes. Our horse is no better. And now we're really depressed sitting in the middle of the barn. You know, my horse wasn't good. And I let that con man. Well, how do you get out of that valley? You spend some time looking for the right help. You have to you have to do this yourself. You have to take responsibility. You can't sit on the porch and drink wine for 60 days and send your horse or dog somewhere and think there's going to be any permanent improvement. There's not. That they're going to be just like they were in a couple of weeks because you didn't go anywhere. You've right. got to do it. But contradictorily, you've got to shop around for some man or woman that can help you. And you might not be as good as they are, but if you hang around them and you pester them and learn from them, you, we can be a little better than we were. Love it. So I would think mentors are the key, the right that. kind of mentor. Uh, that's a yeah. key word, right kind. Yeah. A really good example is Oren Barnes in Canyon, a dog master. I'm doing a clinic with Rowdy, the dog prior to this, and I ask him, why is Rowdy doing that with the sheep? And he comes over and gets in front of me and he says, I don't know, he's not my dog. What do you think? He said, what are you going to do? Be out there working cows and say, wait a minute, Rowdy, I don't know what to do. I got to go to <laughs> the farm. You stay. And, and so of course he knew why Rowdy was doing what he was doing, but he makes me answer, makes me try to solve the difficulty, keeps me engaged. Absolutely. That's a mentor that can help you, you know? Right. As, a person, as opposed to a person that lectures two hours, well, that's passive sitting there. You know, I do that. I go to clinics. <laughs> somebody makes you do it, it's better. Right. I'll, I love that. Passive sitting there. Uh, <laughs> I think I did that a lot as well, you know, back in the day. Um, but didn't get a lot out of it. Yeah, I, I think it's important to do that, but it's, it's also important to get that mentor that says you can do more than you think. Absolutely. You get on him and try. Yeah. I love that. So, so what's the title of the play you're working on? <laughs> I am so glad you asked me that. I'm doing it with, uh, I'm doing it with a friend in South Texas at Blanco. He lives. He was an actor for years, always worked with horses and acted. And his name is Greg Dow, and uh, we're doing it for the Texas Trail Ride Club uh, at the latter part of May at Fort Griffin, about 60 miles, 40 miles northwest of Evelyn. And it's called Two Old, uh, Two Old Guys Talking at the Best Little Horse House in Texas. <laughs> and uh -huh. the first part is funny, and, and it's about the kid that knows it all. Jimmy Joe Jones yeah. just can't find a good horse and it can't be his fault. No. Because he knows no. it's right up for And Bronco Bill, the only honest horse trader left alive. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he doesn't keep a penny of the money 
He's just trying to help these kids around here and, and the money, there's no administrative fee. It's just a hundred dollars a session, 10, 10 sessions minimum. And all the money goes to pay Bronco Bill's bills and beer. And if he ever has any money left over, he's going to give it to these little old kids. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so the first half is funny, but how is it that you get out of that trap, the second half? And uh, two old cowboys talking at the best little horse house in Texas. I love it. I love it. So how can people follow you and see and purchase your books and find out about the play if they want to get tickets or if they're going to be in the area? Yeah. MichaelJohnsonBooks.com. Got my phone number on there, and I need to give everybody my office hours. You ready? Ready. 24-7-365, and I'm <laughs> not kidding. I love it. I love it. So they just go, go, go to your website. They can find out all the information about your books, about the play. Yeah. Uh, well, they can call me about the play, and uh, it's on my Facebook page. And, uh but the books are at michaeljohnsonbooks.com. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you these other two right quick. And Lizzie yeah, please. Me the right place. Yeah, Joe Ben Black, Confessions yeah. of a Rope Horse. I love that. Confessions of a Rope Horse. Yeah. I love that picture too. Yeah, I do too. And uh, you're going to go. There you go. Oh, blue. Let me get that right. Story, Story of Blue, blue Rope Horse. A, a hard horse. I lost him in October of 20 and uh, everybody that knew me thought I would have to go in a mental institution for 30 days because I'm too soft, but it didn't happen. Uh, I saw Vin Scully, member of Dodgers baseball and yes, 52 years. Hall of Fame. 90, 92 years old talking to Pat Dodger stadium. And he says, don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. That and that resonated with me. And so every time I would grieve for blue, I would try to insert a memory of joy that we had together, and it helped. I love that. I love yeah. that. And I, have absolutely. You know, if you're blessed to have one, you know, you've won. You know, when you have yeah. multiple like you've had, that's just a that's a cherished thing for sure. That's that's true. You know, it, it really is. And I, I love your quote, and, and you were talking about horses, cowboys, school teachers, and, and ranch women. And, and uh and how they're the very best people in the world. They are. And I saw that and I wrote it down. I was reading it. And I, I was just, it, it's so, it's so true. It is so true. <laughs> I think they're the Lord's finest creation. I do too. I do too. Yeah. So. Yes, sir. I, I agree with you so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. I've enjoyed it so much. and, and uh, I'm delighted. You're a wonderful host. Uh, thank, thank you so much. And we got about two or three minutes left. And, and uh, before we say goodbye, right before the show, we were talking about commerce and Tarleton and, and, and the people there and, and just what great communities, you know, commerce is and Steveville is. And, and uh, did you want to share anything about that before we get off the, off the show? Well, uh, both those places are unlike most places I've been. People form relationships there that last 50 years. Yeah. No friendships and not just a few, but a lot of them. And they, 
that's one of the keys that the research shows to a long and happy life. You would think it's hygiene factors like uh, diet, exercise, but what people report they believe is responsible for their long and happy life is positive relationships. And there's so many at those two universities. Yeah. And, and of course that's true of a lot of universities, but I've just been around those two the most. Right. And they just give you hope. Yeah. You know, the kids act. They do. I love it. Uh, they get, get a little hope and a little education and point them in the direction. They'll do it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I better, love than we think. better than we think, which is, uh, by the way, well said about horses and dogs. Right. A little hope Absolutely. and a little education. They'll do, they'll do more than you think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dr. Johnson, thank you so much for being on the Cowboy Entrepreneur, uh, Cowboy Entrepreneur I Show. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I hope we get to talk again. A anytime. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you, you so much. Time. Yes, sir. Good luck to you. Thank Be you. Be encouraged in your good works. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you to all the great sponsors of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show. If you or your business is interested in being a sponsor of the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show, please call our office at 830-992-1786 or visit our website, cowboyentrepreneur.com. The Legacy. Southern California's KCAA, the number one talk radio station in the Inland Empire. Those that know me know I love my coffee. In the morning, afternoon, and even late in the evening, I enjoy a good cup of coffee almost any time of the day. Now, my team at the Cowboy Entrepreneur Show has been working for several months on creating and introducing our own brand of coffee. We wanted to make sure that we got it just right. We don't want to put our name on anything unless we're 100% certain that it's the best product available, and we've finally done it. We have created a wonderful line of coffees, 13 fantastic flavors offered in whole bean, ground, and K-cups, any way you like to brew your coffee. Now, each of our coffees carries our brand, the very same brand that we put on our horses, our trailers, and our chaps. So you know that this is a quality product. And we only use 100% Arabica beans, the very best beans available. Just listen to some of these wonderful blends and flavors. Jamaican Me Crazy, Honduran San Marcos, Chocolate Cherry Amaretto, Breakfast Blend, and my very favorite, Haley's Blend. A coffee so good, we named it after my daughter. You can order these coffees today by going online to javacowboy.com. That's javacowboy.com. And if you order today, you can get an extra 10% off your final purchase just by entering the promo code COWBOY on checkout. Remember, that's promo code COWBOY for an extra 10% off. Just go to javacowboy.com to order your coffee today. Express 106.5 FM. The number one FM talk radio station in the Inland Empire. KCAA, the station that leaves no listener behind. Express 106.5 FM. Inland Empire, are you ready for a block party? 
Teamsters Local 1932 is holding its third annual Spring Fling Car Show and Cruise on May 21st on the corner of 4th Street and Sierra Way in San Bernardino, starting at 10 a.m. This is a fun-filled time for the whole family, so come out and enjoy the event on Saturday, May 21st at 10 a.m. If you're ready for a Las Vegas vacation, here's an offer you can't refuse. The Vegas Travel Center is offering three days and two nights in Vegas free. Just call 909-406-7400. The offer includes accommodations with two free tickets to Great Las Vegas Entertainment with free meals. So if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you need to jump on this right now. Just call 909-406-7400. Obviously, an offer like this is not going to last. So call now, 909-406-7400 for your three-day, two-night Vegas vacation. That number again, 909-406-7400. Call now. At the end of a long, stressful day, you need the Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager by True Medic. At last, you don't need to make an appointment for a professional massage. It's portable and rechargeable. Order the Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager plus heat designed to deliver a deeply penetrating Shiatsu massage to relieve aches and pains. The adjustable arm sleeves give you complete control of the intensity of your massage. The retail price is $299. QVC sells it for $199. But in this special radio offer, it is yours for just $79. Plus, we will throw in free shipping. Enjoy Magic Hands in the comfort of your own home with a recertified demo model, the True Medic Massager. Just $79 with a full one-year manufacturer's warranty and a 30-day money-back guarantee. True Medic, a brand favored by Oprah and popular with celebrities. Call now or go online for the special radio offer of just $79. Visit www.ordermagichands.com. That's ordermagichands.com. Or call 877-469-1669. This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Karen Hopkin. We tend to see house cats as aloof and independent, mostly preferring to engage in their own kitty business. But that assumption may be littered with error. Because a new study finds that given a choice, Fluffy would probably pick you over her favorite toy or treat. The research, which might give cat owners pause, occurs in the journal Behavioral Processes. Scientists have analyzed what dogs like, and cotton-top tamarins, Galapagos tortoises, even giant pandas. But Kristen Vitali Shreve, a grad student at Oregon State University, realized that no one had ever really put feline predilections to the test. So Shreve and her team got 25 house cats and 25 shelter cats and stuck each in a room with a set of several items. In the first round of tests, kitties got to spend time with objects in four different categories. <coughs> Toys, like a feather or a stuffed mouse. Odors, like a cloth that smells of catnip or a gerbil. Food, like tuna or chicken. And a human, who would pet them or talk to them or play with them. In the final round, the top item from each category would be pitted head-to-head, to head-to-head, for the title of Kitty's Most Favorite Thing. The results? Our take-home message is that although each cat displays an individual preference for each item, Kristen Vitali Shreve, the majority of pet and shelter cats preferred social interaction with the human, followed next by food, then toys, then scent. Fully half the cats preferred spending time with people, although Tuna did come in a close second. And six of the 50 test kitties chose to keep it finicky by refusing to interact with anything or anyone at all. The results suggest that if you ever want to persuade your feline friend, you might offer your attention as a reward. This research is relevant, especially in an applied setting, 
where preference tests like these could be used to assess an individual's most preferred item, and then that item could be used for training purposes or even to serve as enrichment, um, especially for shelter cats or potentially other captive wildcats to reduce negative behaviors or even stereotypic behaviors. For Scientific Americans, 60 Second Science, I'm Karen Hopkin. If you're looking for a full or part-time sales position and you have radio, TV, or print media experience, KCAA has a great opportunity waiting for you that pays the highest commissions in the market. KCAA is the only station in the IE that broadcasts on three frequencies, so advertisers receive three ads for one low rate. This makes KCAA a must-buy for every local business. If you're interested in a sales position with us, email CEO at KCAARadio.com. KCAA. This is Judge Herb Dodell, and our show is called For the People. It's available every Monday at 4 o'clock, 4 to 5. And we'll be talking about all kinds of things pertaining to the law and how it really works from the inside as opposed to the outside. So tune in and learn all you need to know about the legal system and how it works. KCAA Radio has openings for one-hour talk shows. If you want to host a radio show, now is the time. Make KCAA your flagship station. Our rates are affordable and our services are second to none. We broadcast on three terrestrial frequencies to a population of 5 million people. Plus, we stream and podcast on all major online audio and video systems. If you've been thinking about broadcasting a weekly radio program on real radio plus the Internet, contact our CEO at 281 9-9-9-800-281-599-9800. You can Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type KCAARadio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details. 281-599-9800. NBC News Radio, I'm Brian Shook. President Biden is defending his administration's response to the growing baby formula shortage in the U.S. This is a process. We're working on it very, very hard. There's nothing more urgent we're working on than that right now. And I think we're going to be making some significant progress very shortly. Speaking at the White House, he said the response must be both cautious and speedy. Republicans have accused the Biden administration of being late and slow, arguing the problem has been growing for some time. Wall Street staged a bit of a comeback rally to finish the week. Stocks jumped with the Nasdaq gaining nearly 4% as investors snapped up battered tech shares. However, the major averages still posted weekly losses of 2% or more due to the market slide. The Dow Jones gained 466 points. Points to 32.196. Trump-era pandemic restrictions on immigrants seeking asylum in the U.S. will stand for now. That's the ruling from a judge hearing the case involving the temporary restraining order against ending Title 42. Since 2020, it's been used more than 1.8 million times to deny migrants a chance to seek asylum in the U.S. due to COVID restrictions. The man accused of shooting up a New York City subway is pleading not guilty to federal terrorism and 
gun-related charges. Natalie Migliori reports. Authorities believe 62-year-old Frank James called himself into police the day after last month's horrific entry attack, which injured more than 20 people. James was asked how he felt at the start of his hearing, answering pretty good, followed by a slew of questions. James is due back in court July 25th and could face life in prison if he's convicted on the terrorism count. I'm Natalie Migliori. Consumer sentiment is taking a hit due to high inflation. The University of Michigan's early reading for May fell more than 9% from last month. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. KCAA Loma Linda, 10:50 a.m., 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. We would like to thank Podcorn for sponsoring this episode of Tech Time Radio. Explore sponsorship opportunities and start monetizing your podcast.